You're sitting over there, you're hanging out, Lukey. Hey, are we hanging out? Maybe, clap. Excellent, thank you. Lucas is my co-host today. And away we go. What's up, guys? James Gutman here on High Pod. I'm Dad. Brand new. Kind of kick off to the show. I think we'll just jump right into it. As you can hear in the background, my son is here today. Lucas is here with me. He's my co-host. He's not really participating, but you're going to hear him. He's hanging out with me. He's my boy for the day, right? We chilling? Hammer. Are we hanging? We're hanging. Um, yeah, so we are here. It's kind of a special, <laughs> special edition. A lot of the times, I got to tell you guys, I've done these audios dating back to like 2005. I've been doing interviews and audios online forever. Back in the day when I would do wrestling stuff and interview people, I always worried about having him in the background, the noise it would make. And I have a lot of past interviews where you would hear in the background him screaming, him jumping, especially when he was um, his most vocal um, phase, which I know is as nonverbal. People who have nonverbal children get it. People who don't might not. But nonverbal does not mean silent. My son is not silent. He is... Um, He's Lucas. So, so what's great about doing the high pod and doing high blog is I don't have to worry about that. If he makes noises, hey, bud, come here. Yeah, you guys know what you signed up for. So we'll see. The only problem is I always try to get him near the microphone. Can you say something here? Say something there. Uh, All right, that's good enough. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I'll give a little kiss on the cheek and everything. As I've always wanted to do like a, like a show with him by my side, hanging out, uh, but it's unpredictable. I don't know how much he's going to participate, but he's here. So if you hear him, you hear him, and he's here today for a specific reason. Um, I don't know, man. He, I just wanted him home, you know, which is weird. It's a bizarre thing for a parent to say, but uh, quick background. What ended up happening was the first half of the week, he was at my ex-wife's house. He was feeling sick. She had kept him home. She took him to the doctor. He's okay. He just had the sniffles. I always think it's allergies because uh, we get bad allergies. I got them as a kid. I was always WrestleMania and then the fall. I always knew that. Whenever WrestleMania came around, I was almost always sick until I discovered Tylenol cold and sinus uh, or Advil cold and sinus, I should say. Plug, plug. Um, but I would also you know, realize all the environmental things I had to take care of. So I've gotten better as the years have gone on. I don't really get that sick, but I know when they do, uh, when the kids do. And Lucas is kind of on my schedule. So when I heard he was sniffling, I was like, oh, great. Brought him home yesterday. Kid smelled like Vicks Vapor Rub, and his eyes were half closed like Garfield. And I'm like, oh man. So I bring him in. He fell right to sleep. He had like an early night. But then the morning came, and my kid is fine. He's fine. He could go to school. It's one of those days where if I didn't want him home, I'd be like, holy crap, I could have sent him to school today. But I kind of knew this morning I could send him to school. He's got a cough. It's pretty intense, but it it barely hear it anymore. It's like once maybe an hour, you know, a little <clears throat> kind of you know smoker's cough. But other than that, it don't matter. But I want them home. I had a bit of a rough week, you know? And that's something I think that as parents, we don't talk about a lot. I think there's such a mad rush and a mad dash for us to pretend like we are overwhelmed constantly. And don't get me wrong, we're overwhelmed. I wrote about it this week. I'll write about it next week. I wrote about it other weeks. It's just a, a topic of parents, special needs parents, any parents. You're tired, you're up, you have kids, you have babies, you have people depending on you, you have to work to help them. So whenever you can get them out of the house, it's always seen as a victory. You get all these 
you know, Facebook posts right around the time school started. Thank God for school. Take my effing kid. And it's like, uh, okay. It's kind of sad though, right? Like I would always feel bad when they would go back. Don't get me wrong. And here's the paradox of being a parent and leisure time. What ends up happening is on the days on the on the days that I have to send them back to their mom, they stay with me for either three or four days of the week, depending on the week. We alternate, we completely split down the middle. But there are some weeks where like by the time she comes to get them, I'm ready to slam my face into the wall. And I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot wait to just be able to sit down and relax and not have to get this kid a cup of freaking water, not have to, you know, bring her something. You know, like I, I just want to be able not to do anything, not to have any responsibilities. And they leave. And almost immediately, I'm like, oh. Because again, the house kind of loses its soul and everything. But then even within like a few hours, once I'm recharged, I'm like, oh, kind of miss these kids. You know, I don't kind of miss these because I really miss these kids. I feel like it definitely changes my home and changes the house, brings the house to life, you know? And I think if I only had one of them, it would be different, you know? And I've always tried to explain this because it really is bizarre. I've had times where I just had my daughter. She's 14, neurotypical, got a tood, you know? And it's fine. It's easy. She goes in a room. She does her homework. Maybe she'll ask for dinner. That's about it, you know? Then I've had times where I just have him. He is fantastic. He will hang out on his device. He will go wherever I want to go. He likes to eat a lot, but he's content. He's sweet. He does cute things. I'm used to the background noise. Not really a big deal. I just love how he's like a human squishy. He's like this giant squishy boy. So I go into his room like, what are you doing? I go over, put him in a headlock. We take 100 pictures. Um, so I like that too. But you put the two of them together, holy God, on a cracker, this kid is like, no matter what one of them needs, the other one needs it at the exact same time. So you kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, what? Like, so all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I'm helping him with something and then like her doorknob falls off or some ridiculousness happens and you got to run help the other kid, drives you nuts. So having just one of them is pretty, I don't say easy, but I don't know, um, if I had to pick, I'd like to watch one of them at a time. And then maybe have like group time at some point. But life isn't like that. Today is a one of them at a time day. And we don't we don't talk about that. We don't talk about some of the the ways our kids make us feel. And I've tried to focus a little bit on that in some of the blog posts. The fact that for all the work that goes into being a parent, um, I don't know. There, there's, there's good to having your kids around. They make you feel better. They make you happier. And even on days like today, I had a bad day. Because you had a bad day. That's the song. Um, I had a bad day. Um, but you can't act that way when your kids are around. Like, my son's here. I can't just mope. Ugh, a bad week, you know? You got to do your stuff. My daughter, she wants to do things. She wants to go out. She wants to, you know, let's go here. Let's do this. Let's... I'm not going to be like, no, I'm not going to do that today. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some days where I'm not feeling it. Don't want to do something. But there is a certain amount of, like, you know when you're not feeling it and you have a friend that's like, you got to get up and get out. So to get up and get out and move around. And don't get me wrong. Some days depression is a real thing. You guys know I struggle with mental health too, uh, bipolar, things like that. So there are some times where get out and walk around isn't great advice, but there's a lot of times where it is. And I know that if I was by myself and I had a friend here, the friend would be like, you should get out and do stuff. So now just having the kids here, it kind of helps me because the life, <laughs> you know, life just makes you get out. It's almost like life is like, get out of the house, go around. Um, and it's great, man. I have them. I have Lauren. I have Christian, which has been a real uplifting thing, too, because on the days that I don't have my kids where I used to kind of feel like, oh, I can go over there and I see him and, and they come over here and it's 
it's fantastic. I think of him as, as a son too, and just everything is is beautiful in terms of having people around you. But the secret is people. The secret is people that you love and people who love you. And I've spent so much time talking about toxic energy and getting away from it. And I think that's a big part of how people view the world, right? Now, I said that we talk about our kids in this desperation to get them out of the house. It's like a joke. I can't deal with this anymore. And I get it. I'm not saying that's fake. I'm saying that you have to latch on kind of to the positives of having those people. And the same thing kind of goes with family and loved ones. I've had situations in my life where I've had people who are supposed to be the loved ones just make it worse, man. You're like, everything's falling apart. They show up at your house and they sit there and they make faces and they got comments. And you're just like, what? why are you here? Just to make me angry? Like, why did you show up? So you have to have people who make you feel better, people who feel good to have in your life. And if you don't, you have to get away from that because that's your life, right? That's your life. When you feel bad about a situation or something that happens to you, it's like, yeah, that thing is a big part of it, but it's influenced so much by the people around you at the time in terms of how it affects you. If you have something terrible happen and you have people there like, hey man, come on, let's go, Mike, we could do this, we could do that, I'm with you, I got you. You feel a little bit better or they start giving you scenarios you didn't think about because my brain, like a lot of brains, just go to the worst case scenario. It's like, oh, all right, so what's what's going to happen? Oh, I'm probably going to, uh, yeah, I'll die. And it's like, Usually that's like some exaggeration that you do. So you get a friend out there, hey, dude, what's going to happen? Look, we do this next week. We're going to go here. We're going to do that. You'll be all right. That's good. It's good to have that support system. Support systems are a big deal. <laughs> they are a big deal. And that's something that for a long time I didn't realize, I didn't think about. And a lot of things just hit me. And now I'm proud to say that there are things that happened to me that had they happened to me a year ago, two years ago, six months ago, I would have handled them much differently than I do now. I don't know, man. I'm easy like a Sunday morning. Yeah, that's the song. Uh, but I am. I'm easy like Sunday morning. I'm good to go. And uh, having people like my son, my daughter, Lauren Christian, people who really genuinely are there for me, means the world to me and it makes me feel better. Hopefully you guys get that too. And that's, you know, real quick, just want to touch upon it. Uh, that's kind of what I wrote about. If you guys remember on Wednesday, I wrote about how some people will never understand the struggles of a special needs parent. And that was a big deal. That was an article based on so many things that I read online. I'm a member of a couple of um, Facebook groups for people who have children similar to my son, my son, nonverbal autism. And a lot of those posts are from people who echo things that I've felt at some time or another. And granted, look, if you are constantly posting these things, maybe that's a bit of a problem. But I could tell you if Facebook was around and I felt that way, I'm really sure um, right around the time Luke, and it was around, but not on the same level. Uh, back in 2012, 2011, I probably would have been doing the same thing, complaining to groups and talking about worries and concerns. But a lot of the posts that they had were about how family members don't understand. They criticize, they judge, they say things to them, and it bothers them. And I get that. I've dealt with that. And I know what it's like to not have that support system. So that blog post, which I was very proud of, is about you know cutting through that, how to feel better, and realizing, you hear the cough? You hear it? Hey, can you cough in the microphone? No, you know what? Don't. Don't cough in the microphone. <laughs> Where was I? Yes. Making sure that you have the right support system around you and making sure that these people who aren't around your child understand what you're going through is important, but some people will never get it. (laughs) What do you think? Come here. And if you expect them to one day get it, they're not. Hi. 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 That's another thing he does. He taps and waves and taps and waves and taps. Hi. Hi. What's up, bud? What are you doing? All right. 
A lot of hand uh, waving and tapping. It's funny. I'll be driving in the car and I just hear my daughter in the back back seat sometimes when she would be sitting with him. And I just hear, hi, Lucas. Hi, Lucas. Hi, Lucas. Hi, Lucas. I'm like, you're a good sister. She's like, yeah, I know. Hi, Lucas. And we get through it. But you know, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, I, let's cut through the nonsense. Like, I, I love my kid. Um, I come on here and I try to explain it to you guys. I put it into blog posts. But I also tell you about some of the struggles that I deal with. Uh, I put it out there and I get a lot of compassion, sympathy, um, and relatability to you guys because a lot of people are in a very similar situation. But there are people that I can't tell these things to because they'll never get it. They'll never get it. Lucas, never. Zero. Zero chance. Um, and I have to accept that, you know, and it just made me more frustrated. It makes things worse. So hopefully if you're in that position, you read what I what I wrote, you'll realize that you're not alone. Um no matter who it is, you know, grandparents, aunts, uncles, spouses, whoever it is that doesn't understand what you're going through, best friends, losing people. Um, it isn't specific just to your situation. It's this constant that I've seen, you know, through the post and message boards, through comments that are left on on our blog page as well, of just people struggling with the same thing. So we're all kind of in this boat together. Find your people, find your circle, find your support group. Even if you think you don't need one, find one maybe we should do like a like a message board for high blog on dad do me a favor guys look i want to expand all of this the pod the blog i want to try to figure out what you guys want that i can add to this and let's do it together i'm excited i want to do a lot of stuff so that could be an idea lucas what do you think like a community page i don't know we'll figure it out i will keep you guys updated i do have some ideas that i I definitely want to implement going forward it's been an interesting few days Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me today and Lucas as well. Lukey, hey, can you make some sort of sound? They don't hear your iPad. That's your iPad. Say hi. Clap. Clap. Louder. They can't hear you. Louder. All right, good. Thank you. See? He clapped us out. Until next time, James Gutman for my son Lucas saying, be well. Bye, pod. I'm down. <laughs>